Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Nessa R., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Today is Friday, March 19, 2021. Today we are reading from the big book, um, and we are on page 45, the first paragraph that starts with lack of power. Today's readers are Ross G., Susan H., Janice P.M., um, and the reference numbers for yesterday, March 8, Thursday, March 18, are for the 7 a.m. meeting, 16607, and for the 10 a.m. meeting, 16601. Nessa R, star one, you've been muted. Oh, okay. Um, did you hear the uh, the uh, uh, reference numbers or no? Yeah, why don't you start with the reference numbers again, please? Okay, sure. So the reference numbers for yesterday, March 8, Thursday, March 18, are for the 7 a.m. meeting, 16607, and for the 10 a.m. meeting, 16608. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Tenzin P to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Tenzin P. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Tenzin P checking in from New York City. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, 
made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thank you, Tenson P. I'm sorry I stepped on your words. Um, And um, now I will ask Janice P.M. to please read the 12 traditions. Yes, thank you. And good morning to you and everyone. My name is Janice P.M. And I live in Massachusetts, a recovered compulsive overeater. These are the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, accepting matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group would never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be self, fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers Nine OA as such are never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you, Janice P.M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. 
We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 45, the first paragraph that starts with lack of power. And I will ask Rosh G to um, start us off. Good morning, Rosh G. Good morning, my name is Roz G, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. Lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how are we to find this power? Wow. when I'm going to talk about uh, this paragraph as I as as I've been helped with it through different you know workshops and different studies that I've been in, and I came to OA in 2005, a very religious woman with a weight problem, and I um I really was very religious, and I and I was a church attender, and you know a prayer person, but I had a weight problem. I had no idea that I had a spiritual malady. I learned that through through years of study and meetings and sponsorship and everything that we do. I learned that. But I had no clue. I was totally clueless that I that I lacked power. I thought that the diets and praying away the calories and over-exercising um, to, you know, points that I harmed my body was going to fix me. But uh, none of that worked. I was deficient in power. And so it also says here that we had to find a power by which we could live, not quit. It was actually something that I had to live because I was dying and the, the power had to be greater than myself. And I thought, well, I believe in God, but yet I still had this problem. And I, I didn't know where to find it. I thought that I had already found it. And so it was explained to me that I had to tap within a resource deep within myself because later in the book, of course, it has also been pointed out to me that the next paragraph is kind of the, is the thesis of this book, that the book is going to show me how I can find the power. And so I'll just talk a little bit about how I found it. I hope I'm not getting too ahead of the book here, but it was, I was helped by, by, by my current sponsor that I needed to sit in meditation 
and think about the attributes as to what uh, my power needs to be because all the prayer and the church attendance didn't do it for me. And prayer is, yes, prayer is powerful, but it was, I was taking it in the, in the wrong direction. And so I came up with a list of what I needed God to be for me. And I sat and meditated with it, kind, compassionate, open, curious about me, a demonstrator of love, one with a sense of humor. And I sat with that day after day after day after day. And I still continue to. All right. And with that, I pass. I have it now. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Roshji, for getting us started. And before I take any names, I need to tell you that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others may share their experience too. Um, So with that, I'm ready to take names. This is Larry Kay. Evelyn Kay. Barbara L. One second, one second. There was somebody between Larry and Rick. Uh, Susan L. Shelly D. D. Evelyn D. was between the two. Barbara B. Okay. Dara L. Okay. Okay. Okay, I think we have a, we have a good group. Um, so I'll tell you who I have. I have Larry K. Evelyn. Rick J, Shelley, Susan L, Barbara B, and Dara L. And if I don't have your um, initial of the last name, please give it to me when you share. So, um, Larry, if you can get us started, please, followed by Evelyn. Larry K, please unmute. Hello, can you hear me? Yep, perfect. Okay, terrific, terrific. Larry Kay, uh, Recovered Compulsive Reader. Um, you know, I, I th- when I read this paragraph, I think a good title of a book about uh, addicts in, in general <laughs> might be Looking for Answers in All the Wrong Places. You, you remember that, that song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Um, you know, I, I had a pretty rough childhood, maybe not as bad as some, but I, my, my mother was addicted to amphetamines by the time I was six and she took them to control her weight and it, it did other things too. There was mood changes and psychotic behavior and so forth. And, you know, it was scary for, uh, you know, it'd be scary for anyone, but for certainly for a little boy like me at that time it was. And what does that have to do with this paragraph? Well, you know, there may be someone else on this line that can't stay stopped from eating. Uh, that was the case for me. And they look back at their lives, you know, and they, and the various traumas they've experienced, and they might be looking for the answers as I was in all the wrong places. You know, the book tells me that lack of power was my, that was my main problem. That was my dilemma. And, and so, you know, the life or death question really is, are you continuing to look for answers that cannot solve your problem? And, and, and it says here that we had to find a power by which we could live. And it had to be a power greater than ourselves. And it says, obviously, right? Duh. But, but where and how are we to find that power? I cannot find it searching where it is not. You know, if, if I'm a compulsive overeater, there's many places that I won't find the solution. 
I learned. You know, I, I wouldn't find it in therapy, although therapy's good. I wouldn't find it in self-help books, although those were good too. I won't find it even when I come here with the perfect food plan. I won't find the answer even in an OA workshop. Blasphemy, right? You know, at best, at best, all those things can do is perhaps lead us to doing the work that results in accessing power. So the only permanent solution for the hell of this disease is informing a sustainable relationship with the higher power of my own understanding. That's what the book is telling me. And everything else is window dressing. In other words, you, you, you see a, a, a fine window display in Macy's in the window, you know, a handsome mannequin all decked out, but it's, it's only designed to invite you in to the store, right? And I have a pal. He does a wonderful job carrying the message. He's done it for many years. It's like a symphony to me when I hear him. But he'd probably be the first to tell you he's just inviting you in to the work that's laid out in the book so that you can have your own spiritual awakening and be released from the hell of this disease. He's not the solution. Workshop's Hi. not the solution. Yeah, I'll wrap up here. Uh, the solution is found in accessing power, which we do through the steps. And that's a beautiful thing. With that, I pass. Thank you, Nessa. Thank you, Larry Kay. Um, next up, Evelyn. Please give us the initial of your last name, followed by Rick J. Evelyn, please press star one to unmute. Hi, Evelyn Brown. Evelyn B. from Massachusetts, compulsive overeater. I love um, thinking about this. I had my higher power as a very young child. It was not the religion I was born into. I came home from religious studies one day at seven or eight years old and told my mother that I absolutely didn't believe what they were telling me. She said, you have to believe. You have to believe, Evelyn. Well, my, my creator was always there with me. The creator of, that spoke to me. What happened, my, uh, my childhood trauma, the addictions that followed in my life and what I perpetuated um, stopped, and I reunited with my higher power. I realized... My higher power never left me. I had been too busy with the addictions, food, and others to um, know that higher power was still with me. And this absolute genius of the people who started this program, I could stay in program because I do not have a concept of a god, um, a male figure sitting on a throne. That was the one that was taught to me as a child. And I have a different concept but the genius of this program is I could sit in those rooms I could stay in those rooms because I knew who my higher power was but and I did reunite with my higher power and I'm very grateful and I um, continue to experience the relationship it's ongoing and the recovery also is ongoing and for that I'm so grateful thank you all Thank you, um, Evelyn B. Um, Rick J., you are up, followed by Shelley. Hey, good morning, Miss. This is uh, Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina, um, but not cured. 
as my dear friend says, and I I never want to forget that. This paragraph to me, um, you know, this lack of power being my dilemma, I honestly thought that I already had that power. Um, I already had that power by working a 12-step program. I already had that power that I needed. I, I truly felt like I had the needed power. And, um, you know, but yet I, I was in and out. Um, I could not stay abstinent. I was in and out of OA for years. Um, and when I, when I got here with a recovered sponsor, and that was what was so important for me is putting down the food was, was one thing, but going through, you know, going through, um, this book and going through these, this previous chapters and going through up to here, you know, I realized that, um, you know, that obviously that Larry was talking about, it, it really hit me that, um, you know, I, I do not have a power greater than myself because I can't stay abstinent, you know, and, you know, obviously I, I couldn't do it. I was trying, I thought I had it, but I obviously did not have a power greater than myself. Um, and I was, you know, really needing to dig into into working uh, this program, the spiritual program of action. Um, and it, it goes uh, in the book, you know, it, it it's driving this home like nothing else in the book, you know, all, all the way from the beginning, um, you know, from uh, Dr. Silkworth talking about, um, you know, our ideals must be grounded in a power uh, greater than themselves. Um, that uh, regardless of whatever religious background we may or may not have, uh, we did not have the um, necessary vital spiritual experience. Um, you know, words like strange mental blank spots, alcoholic mentality, hopeless condition, beyond human aid. That's the one for some reason that really gets me is being beyond human aid um, and no return to human aid. And and we know what the solution is. You know, there is a solution to accept spiritual help. But if I don't open myself up to do exactly what's in this book, what's coming, what's following here, I'm not going to be able to access that power. And and chapter four, you know, it's one of those chapters that uh, or talking about the, the second step here. It never says uh, we are now at step two. <laughs> Uh, this is the second step, you know, like it does throughout all the other ones. Nine. But it does mention power greater nine times here, and uh, that's what it is. It's where that little P, the power, becomes uh, a power greater, the capital P. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Rick J. Next up, Shelly, followed by Susan L. Um, Shelly, please give us the initial of your last name. Yes, my name is Shelley. My last initial is D as in David, and I'm from uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And this is my first time sharing on vision, so I'm a little bit nervous. I'll try to make sure, just keep timing me, please. Um, I just wanted to share on this paragraph because uh, uh, when I grew up, I, I did grow up in a, not a religious family, it was very secular. We had a, we had a religion, but we weren't religious. And um, all my friends went to church and synagogue, and we didn't have the money to belong, so we were kind of the outsiders. We went when we were invited in on the holidays. And I was always a little envious and jealous. I, 
I think one of the things when I came into prison years ago was to find that higher power. I I latched on to it, but this is, but it didn't work for my food. It worked for other addictions, but it did not work for my food, and I did not know why. Why didn't it work for my food? Why could I put down this, and I could put down that, and I couldn't put down the food? And it was getting harder and harder. And um, I never really asked my higher power. I never used my higher power in a way that would help me do that, to be honest. I was always afraid. I was always afraid of what it would look like if I put down a food for good, one day at a time. So um, this power, this paragraph says it had to be a power greater than ourselves. And it made me realize that I was still using myself. I was still using books and things that I heard on TV. And someone would call me and say, oh, so just lost 30 pounds in a month. Shelly, you've got to try this. And I would try it. I would try anything but doing the work that the OA program calls for. In and out of OA for many, many years and not being able to get it. Going through so many OA sponsors, I was embarrassed to even call anybody to ask them to sponsor me because I thought they would say to themselves, oh, here we go again with Shelly. I, I was just feeling shame and remorse. In the program, I was feeling shame and remorse, and, and that was keeping me away from the program. Um, somebody told me about vision. I went on in January, and it was probably the miracle God had planned for me all this time. Uh, just hearing the word neutrality around food was the biggest thing I've heard ever. Never heard that in the OA room, neutrality around that I could sit in front of something and not want it, not be teased by it. How incredible. So I did find an OA sponsor in Vision. We did work through the steps quickly, I have to tell you, very quickly. And the, the gift is that my higher power, there is a higher power. I must have found him because he, he's given me this gift uh, one day at a time. And so I'll just end with I'm grateful and thank you and, and um, for allowing me to be part of your group. Thank you. Thank you, Shelly D, for the beautiful share, and it was nice to hear a new voice. Next up, um, Susan L., followed by Barbara B. Susan L., you're up. Excuse me, Hi, I'm Susan Hello? from New Jersey. No? Oh, yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. Um, now we cannot hear you. Uh, press star one to unmute, Susan. Can people hear me? Yes, Nessa, you're being heard. This is Susan from New yeah, Jersey. Like, you got it? Okay. Yes, we got you. Okay, great. Um, I also, 31 years in program, millions of sponsors. I grew up in a home that was very ethnic and very self-sufficient and with the belief that we could do anything with self-will. And I learned and in those in those 
in that home how to be self-sufficient and how to work. So I was a worker bee. That's what I knew how to do. And I had relationships, but not too many. Didn't do too well. 35 years in therapy. Uh, very insightful. Did it help with my food addiction? Never. Um, and I think what happened for me was the concept of God was so clearly indebted in my brain intellectually. I knew it. I read this book. I knew it in my heart, but I could not find a personal relationship. And as much as I tried, and, and I was never left the rooms. I've been in these rooms for a very long time and um, had good abstinence, lost it back and forth. And I struggled with this. And it was only when I came into uh, recently, someone said, why don't you try vision? And I went to the convention uh, two years ago in Newark and I heard some speakers and I said, yeah, yeah, I think they're right. I think they got it. I got to do it fast and I got to do it clean. Uh, I had done a fourth step and a sixth step uh, and even started my ninth, but never finished. And recently a sponsor said to me, when are you going to, you know, how long has it been since you lived in that family home? And I thought, oh, it's a long time. I can switch. I can switch my belief system. And I heard in the rooms recently, someone said that the grace of God is between the impulse and the action. And I also heard someone say, pray to God and row the boat to shore. And recently I heard that someone said, we are powerless, but we are not helpless. There are there's there's a program here and there's a tool here and there's a book here which tells me what to do and for the first time without a lot of resistance because i always was a good follower i always followed directions but i had a lot of resistance to it now it's like i want this i want that neutrality and i'm willing to follow directions and that has been the key for me to finding, you know, I had to write a, a list of what I wanted in my higher power. Nine. And, and um, that's what I did. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Susan L. Before we go on, I'm just letting you know we're on page 45, the first paragraph that starts with lack of power. And so Barbara B., you're up next, followed by Dara L. Barbara B. All right, thank you. I just unmuted. Um, this is Barbara B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Massachusetts. So we had to, it had to be, as it says, a power greater than ourselves, but where and how will we define this power? Well, one of my early steps in awareness that food was not and could not be that power came with a very graphic experience at a meeting when the uh, speaker said that if you're going to have food as your higher power, then put this chair on this table, put the bowl of food on the chair and bow down. That graphic picture was a wake up call for me for the fact that indeed food had been what I worshiped my whole life. That was the power the higher power, that was my God. That was a great awakening. And then as I began to hear 
people talk about the spiritual experience and and the movement towards that with the steps and when they went to the um you know reading from the back of the book with the spiritual experience way when they talked about the fact that they uh, presently it says identified this higher power with their own conception of a power greater themselves is within them this power within them they tapped an unsuspected inner resource well i never thought in all of my looking as it says you know to look where do we find it i never thought to look inside myself because my insides were so clogged with and not only junk food but with junk feeling self-pity anger remorse guilt all that stuff that how could I find a higher power inside myself? So the movement over time to clear that out through the experience of the inventories and the steps and the practices so that indeed where and how I can go inside myself and find that higher power, which to me is a great miracle, great miracle and a great gift of this 12-step experience. And I thank God for it uh, and what it does in my life and shows itself daily. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Barbara B. And now, uh, um, Dara L., it's your turn, and then we'll take some more names. Okay, great. Um, Thanks. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Um, And I love this, you know, power by which I can live. And all the powers that I thought um, before becoming recovered were killing me. Um, And, you know, the fact that this has to be a power greater than ourselves. You know, I think even in this program, I tried to create my own God for many, many years, you know, because I heard that it had to be my conception of a higher power or my understanding of a higher power. And and I, I misunderstood that. And so I created a God of my own imagination and then I did my best to worship that God, but that God was always wanting, right? Because I'm, I mean, uh, my mind can't get me out of this. And so uh, it feels like a, it might feel like a distinction without a difference, but today I try to understand a God that I know will be completely incomprehensible to me and to get closer and closer to that higher power because that feels sustainable. And I can live on that. You know, I can't live on a higher power that I create and then think, oh, you know, they're going to be insufficient because anything that I create is insufficient. Um, So I hope that makes sense. And then you know, dilemma, I looked that word up and it means a situation in which a difficult choice has to be made between two or more alternatives, especially equally undesirable ones. And I think only an addict, right? Like only this addict with a massive ego and an inferiority complex operating side by side is going to be torn between this, you know, these two choices and is going to view them as a dilemma. I mean, I think most people would be like, oh my God, yeah, what a relief, you know, that I've messed up my own life and now I get to go to something else that's going to solve all my problems. But for me, that's a really hard choice, you know, like sitting there scratching my head, you know, oh gosh, um, I've screwed up my life, but maybe I can still rely on myself to fix it. Um, And, you know, just stopping doing that. I heard someone at a meeting recently say, surrender to the surrender to the surrender. And that really, that really, um, 
stuck with me. And when I tried to be my own God while hating myself, which is really backwards, right? I, I hated myself and I tried to play God. Um, I ended up worshiping all the other things that are meaningless. I worship thinness. I worship money. I worship sex. I worship food. I worship, you know, whatever the heck. And, and really just to, to worship a God that is love and kindness and wants the best for me and everybody else makes such a difference. And um, the other thing about a power, you know, through which, by which I can live is um, I need identification, you know, that that leads to liberation and to life for me to come to these meetings and talk to people who have my specific problem that have shown, that can show me the way that they took in the path um, to the God of their own understanding like I believe them and I'm willing thank you I heard that um and I'm willing to to do that and so uh, I'll pass and thank you thank you Dara L uh before I take more names let me um remind you although we value your experience we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others may share their experience too uh with that I'm ready to uh right away who wants to share I heard somebody in Fort Worth, and that's the only thing I got. Brenda in Fort Worth. Vivian M. One second. Who's in Fort Worth? Seneca T. Monica T. Then I got Brenda, and who else? <laughs> Everybody's coming at the same time. Okay, let's try it again. Tenzin T. Okay, Tenzin. C. Somebody E C. Kathy C. Okay. Joel E. Um, I one more name. Julie B. Julie. Julie B. I think I heard. Okay, let's go with that. I don't know if I have time for for all of them, but uh, Monica T, Brenda, Tenton P, Kathy C, Joelle E, and I think Julie B. So uh, Monica T followed by by Brenda, please. Monica T, please start on mute. Hello, this is Seneca T in Fort Worth. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Um, okay, so this is my thing with this paragraph. Uh, lack of power, right? So that's my dilemma. How do I find that power <clears throat> that I can live with? Well, the power cannot be equivalent to me. It can't be. And if it shows up in my life as equivalent to me and what I want to do, and what I want to feel, that can't be me. I mean, so it just, it's, it's so right, simple, but it's hard with a, for a compulsive overeater or recovering one like me because I want that higher power to feel what I'm feeling. Um, and it just does not make, it won't work. Um, how does it show up in my life is that this power, it has to be greater. Is it greater? That's, that's, that's the first question. Is this power greater than me? Okay. Do I listen to what I want or do I listen and become more aware of for my greater good? 
I know that portion control gets me into an undisciplined way. So do I take my way back and say, no, I'm not going to measure anymore. Mm-mm. No, I'm, I'm done with that. I think I know how much, you know, that is from now on. Do I listen to good orderly direction? That's what God is for me, good orderly direction. Do I exercise regularly? No, I don't like exercise, you know. So, but um, when I talk to my cardiologist, my heart rate should be sustained for 30 minutes, at least five to six or so, times per week. Am I doing that? That's good orderly direction for me. I don't like doing it, but I do listen. I do good orderly direction today. That's the only way that I can access it. A moderate exercise program and stick to it. That's, you know, these are, these are just ways, right? When I realize, okay, I just nudged, you know, God off, off the shelf. Come on, okay, I'm going to get back up there. And I hop up there and I hop on that throne to lord over my life. And then I wonder, why isn't this working? Am I, am I kind and loving to myself? Or do I want to beat my own brains out for not being perfect? Hmm. It feels kind of good sometimes to revel in self-pity. But that wouldn't be my higher self. So I ask all these things. Am I listening to good orderly direction on how to take care of myself, how to love myself? That's foreign to me. I want to take care of everybody else and do for everybody else, however else. As it grows before me, I realize there is God, and I'm not it, and my best thinking got me here. So every day I trudge that perhaps I will find God now, now, right now, on this line, now, when we get off the phone, now, you know, that's the now. Time. Um, uh, thank you. And I'll wrap up. Um, by saying that the practicals that I found in going away from my uh, destructive patterns and my destructive behaviors, if I get closer to good orderly direction, that is what helps get me clearer and cleaner today. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, uh, Monica T. And uh, Brenda, you're next. Please give us the initial of your last name and then followed by Tens and P. Good morning, everyone. Um, this is Brenda C. <clears throat> and uh, I was just, that lack of power really hit me this morning because I remember when I first uh, came into the program, and that's been a whole lot of years ago, um, that um, that was my main dilemma is I came in full of faith, but I didn't believe in, I, 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 it was like, I didn't have any power. I was I was 297 pounds, you know. And with, so when to say that for me to say, um, I believe that God is going to uh, solve this problem. You know, my, my sponsor said, um, uh, Brenda, you probably need to take another look at the God that you you you're, um, you're speaking or and praying to. And so she took me through a series of, 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 of exercises and, and things that she knew about um, to help me find the power. Because what she kept saying to me, and she had me highlighted, underlined it, and everything, if I can find the power, then the power will solve the problem. And, you know, that was totally foreign to me, that here this God that I had, you know, prayed to all my life, 
was not the God that I needed in order to solve the problem. So I, so I mean, I, I just um, when I think about this whole situation, I, I think about the newcomer because that's what I was, and I know that whatever ideas you come in with, you gotta abandon them. You you, you gotta let that go, and 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 see and, and surrender. You know, ask for help, and 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 then. The, seek the God of your of, of your understanding, because that's the one that can solve the problem. I I don't know if I'm even making sense this morning, but boy, I'm so full. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I hope I you know I pray that for everyone. Um, every every morning, get on your you know get on your knees or in some kind of way surrender. And uh, before you know it, that whatever your your plan is. For uh, recovery, it's going to come easy because that's the way God operates in our lives. Okay, thank you. I pass. Thank you, Brenda C. Now, uh, Kenzen P., you're next, followed by Kathy C. Thank you, Kenzen P., checking in from New York City. What a powerful par little paragraph and what powerful shares today and power, uh, I noticed that in that tiny paragraph, power is, uh, the word power is there four times. But what I wanted to comment about was that the last sentence in, in that paragraph is, so where and how were we to find this power? And for me, um, you know, uh, for me it's been through working the steps, which has led me to many other things, but what I wanted to point to was that the answer to where and how is given on 10 pages later on page 55. And it says, where? Actually, deep down inside every man, woman, and child is this fundamental idea, is the fundamental idea of God. Faith in a, in a power greater than ourselves and miraculous demonstrations of that power are as are fact as old as man himself. And then the how, sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much a fact as we were. And again, the where, we found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found it was so with us so that's all i wanted to share and i'm so grateful for the big book and the visions meeting and for everyone who shares and doesn't share thank you very much and i pass thank you tenzin p uh next stop kathy c followed by joelle e good morning kathy Good morning. Good morning, Nessa. My name is Kathy C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. Thank you, everybody, for your shares. Wow, so much, so much um, information, so much strength. Everyone's got so much courage to get on the lines every day. Um, yeah, lack of power. So 
you know, I had to find a power. This is so I could live, right? Because that was really my problem. I didn't, I, I couldn't live free. I wasn't living joyfully. I was living in fear. I was living, uh, you know, always, always like a low level frustration, right? Life seemed okay on the outside, but down deep, I felt like there was something missing. I felt like a fraud, you know? I wanted to do stuff, but I, 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 I wouldn't be able to follow through um you know and it says here so it had to be greater than me which gave me some relief because i i found i had little power or no power i had some here and there but it was not free there was no freedom there was no total surrender until i i read along and that i had to find a power which was which was to solve my, my problem, which is that that I can't manage with my little power, right? The little the little p power. Um, it tells me later in a few pages that it is. It was always there, but I had blocked it with with all this other, you know, with my ideas, with my you know beliefs, how I can manage better. I just have to manage better. I just have to you know control and remember and and you know apply yourself. And that didn't work because that was the problem. Again, me thinking that I could, I could have done this. You know, I was just living on the surface. You know, but I had to go down deep, you know, and I had to find that. And I had to, and I realized this is it. It comes down to just me and a higher power to help me with everything, to guide me, to change my thinking. I need to live in the reality. That's where my, that's where the, the freedom is. When I'm in reality, and God helps me, every morning I ask to be free, you know, to be free from, from whatever comes up, my defects, whatever situation. So I set aside everything I thought I knew or know, but overwind a new experience. Why? Because it is a new experience today. I could live in the joy today. I could live. That's what it is, despite my thinking, despite what I, what I think should be, could be. No. I really have to apply myself every day, and I live today in the here and the now but the truth that there is a higher power guiding me and I trust because I put faith in that and it happens, the miracle. I don't know how, when, but it does. And that's why I want to read every day. Thank you very much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Kathy C. Um, Joelle E., you're next, followed by Julie B. Hi, it's actually Noelle E., from um, oh, Louisiana, but I'm currently in Orlando, and I have just to have a quick something to say. I'm so grateful for everything everybody has said on this line. It is, um, it's really just miraculous the way you risk your higher power each moment when you aren't blocked to, you know, miss it. Um, and, um, I'm just, I just want to share that my higher power continues to be not anything of my understanding beyond my, beyond the things I can conceive. Like that, that is where if I stay, if I stay there thinking that um, I'm just wide open to what this miraculous force has to show me and I'll never understand it, that's when I just am... You know, my hand is just extended for my higher powers, which has always been out to hold me. And my prayer every day is, uh, God, show me. 
uh, show me what it means to be yours. Show me what it means to be yours. And um, I, I'm, you know, I belong to my higher power. Everything is everything's done by his will or her will or their will. And uh, when I when I focus on that, uh, life could not be more beautiful. So um, I'm so grateful. I'm with that all back. Thank you, Noel E. And um, Julie B., um, you're going to take us out, I think. And I hope I heard that name correctly. Good morning. This is Tuli, recovered compulsive overeater and food addict in California. Can I be heard? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, You know, I haven't really wanted to share in a while. And I've been going through a period of not feeling worthy enough. And today it was so clear that I had to share. And I love this, Barrett. I love this, the step two. Uh, to me, it's just like my favorite step in the whole book. And I loved it from the very beginning. And, you know, um, I felt compelled because I'm so grateful for the recovery I've heard this morning. Um, and Barbara B. said it so well. She's you know, I grew up with that idea that you can do anything if you set your mind to it. However, when you are an addict, your mind is the first thing that goes, and your soul is right there along with it. And so, you know, how can you? You know, I, I for years I lived in survival mode. You know, I just white-knuckling my way into some kind of living until I came to you guys. And and you guys taught me that with God you can do anything. But I had to have my God in my fourth step because I resented that God. You know, my my history is not a good one. And so I had a lot of resentments, a lot of abandoning issues. You know, where were you when I needed you, God? Why did you allow all this thing to happen to me? And so I came in with a big attitude that, you know, I was here to destroy myself. Absolutely no self-love whatsoever. And um, and so I had to do that work, you know, and slowly I have come to believe that there is a God that adores me and that it's not me. And that, you know, I remember one of the first um, things my sponsor had me do years ago, you know, years ago, was to put in um, a, a want dad for God. That was really huge because, you know, it was everything I never had that I needed, and that opened the door. But it hasn't really been until I put down my addictions one by one. I thought that that the other addictions that I put down were the worst ones until I got into some outside issues, you know, outside help, and and it made me realize that my biggest addiction was the food. And and it's taken me years to put that one down. And by the grace of God and your help, and, the, and you guys taking me to the big book, you know, in a way that I have never gone to the big book, that I put down the food, and I'm coming up on seven months. I've been in OA for years, and I never got Fine. 30 days. So thank you, guys. I love you so much, and thank you for keeping me alive. 
And with that, I pass. Thank you to Lee B for that beautiful closing. Um, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, March 19, 2021, is 16614. And we will now close the, with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Um, Susan H., will you please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. I'm here. This is Susan H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. I'm grateful to be here. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.